Hi, and welcome to the Real Estate Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Scott Royal Smith, the owner of Royal Legal Solutions, your one-stop shop for everything, asset protection, estate planning, and tax for real estate investors all over the country in every asset class. Um, today, I am with uh, Sean, uh, who works in the space of hard money lending um, and for real estate investors. I actually uh, came on to uh, Sean's uh, show and we were able to have a great conversation um, there. So I'm really excited to have um, Sean on here today. Um, Sean, you know, our listeners here, they're uh, real estate investors, everybody from the very, very beginning uh, people to people that have 40 plus homes and $50 million plus in net worth. Um, so uh, we have a wide rating, ranging audience here. Um, so we'll kind of just work our way through there on uh, what's going to be important for every level of the game, because we know that even if we're small now, we need to know what the people are knowing that are at the next level ahead of us. So we know how do we need to build in the right way to be able to get to the next level of financial freedom uh, that we're looking for. Um, so Sean, um, tell us like a little bit about uh, what um, what you do professionally um, with uh, with hard money lending and, and the kinds of uh, people that you're helping. Absolutely. Well, Scott, thank you again so much for having me on your show. It was a pleasure having you on last week to talk about you know, asset protection management strategies and I'm happy to come on your show today to talk about hard money lending. Um, so for those of you guys who don't know me, my name is Sean Pan. I'm an investor based in the Bay Area. Um, I have around 23 units between my fiance and myself. And I flip homes locally here as well. And I also work as a hard money lender. So hard money loans are amazing you know, tools to get leverage for your real estate investments. Um, there's two types of hard money loans out right now. One is your typical short-term loan, also known as a bridge loan. And those are for your quick fix and flip type loans, right? So you're gonna buy a property, you're gonna fix it up and you're gonna sell it within a one-year time frame. Those loans are typically gonna be like interest-only type loans and they're gonna be generally a higher interest rate. Now, on the other hand, there are now these 30-year long-term loans. So normally when people get a loan from the bank, they would go to like Wells Fargo or Chase and get a typical you know, Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac loan, uh, reasonably low interest rates for a 30-year fixed loan. But those have some pretty large limitations. One of them is your debt-to-income ratio. So if you have too many loans um, or your you know, debt-to-income ratio is too high, then the banks just won't give you loans anymore. So that's when we have options for those kind of investors to give them loans based on the income that the property generates instead of on their personal debt to income ratio. And so, Sean, are, are a lot of the yeah. loans that people are getting here for hard money lending, are they typically, you typically find those for flippers or like are there other type of real estate investors that you see are using hard money lending? Yeah, so for the, for the short-term loans, those are generally going to be flippers or they're going to be for people who just need to buy a property ASAP. Um, conventional financing takes around 30 days, right? If you go through a regular appraisal process, it takes that long. Whereas hard money can be as fast as 10 or 14 days. Some sellers just need to sell the property in as its condition. So again, a conventional lender won't lend on a property that needs a lot of rehab work. So that's why some people, they buy a house just really quickly uh, using a hard money loan to close on it. And then they figure out their long-term solution later, whether it is to sell it or to just refinance into a long-term loan. Cool. And is there anybody that you um, typically work with uh, as using um, hard money loans um, that aren't flippers or that aren't like this type of converting? And um, like, I guess it would be like long-term buy and hold people that are trying to move quicker. Yeah. Are those so really we, the two major camps? Exactly. So, I mean, at least for our company, like we don't do owner occupied type loans, so we can't do it for your primary residence, but for an investment, you know, there are a ton of reasons why people would want to buy property and close on it quickly. We don't, it's an, all is ash uh, cash offer, right? So yeah, that's when they would use a hard money lender. 
they would use the hard money lender in that circumstance. Awesome. Exactly. Okay, cool. Um, and so, I mean, I know that when I've looked at like different hard money lenders, right, it was hard to tell um, initially when I first started, I was about like, well, um, who, who's the right person you know, like that I need, right? Like what are the types of criteria that I should use to like evaluate um, different like hard money lenders? I think everybody, everybody thinks like, oh, it's rate. It's rate and closing costs. And that's like the most important part about it. But I think that's obvious, right? I mean, those are obvious things that we want to, those are the dollars and cents of it. What, what are all of the other things that come into your mind um, about like how people should be like evaluating um, hard money lenders that isn't just about, you know, interest rate and closing costs? Yeah. So that's a really good point because obviously you can compare apples to apples if these guys have the same price, but then there's a service aspect to it too, right? So if you're working for the company that maybe has a really small staff, then they might not be able to close your loan on time. Um, I've seen that happen before, or they promise you one rate. And then by the time they get towards the end of it, they have to change terms on you because, you know, they quoted you inappropriately in the very beginning. So I guess like the only real way to get around that is by asking for referrals. Like if you are talking to a harmony lender who has insanely low rates, you have to ask like who else has done business with this person? Because maybe they're just throwing you like a teaser rate and they only to switch terms on you at the very end. Oh, wow. So is that something that you, like, how do you ask people for like those types of referrals into it? Are you just, you just ask them like, Hey, you know, who, you know, who can I talk to that you've done business with before? I mean, that's hard to say too, right? Like I would, I would think any vendor would send you to like their most favorite client. And of course they're, their best client is going to throw them like great reviews, but you can ask within your own social circle, right? Like within your own meetup groups and your own networking groups, like, Hey, have you ever heard of this company before? And they say, no, I haven't. Then, you know, it's like, you're taking a risk by using this company that you don't know. So again, I can't say whether they're true or not, but, uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's your deal, right? If they don't pull through, then you lose your deal. You might be losing tens of thousands of dollars because you missed on this opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's why it's important to have the right kind of relationship, right? Like sometimes, I mean, a lot of the times I found that whoever was cheapest actually cost me a lot of money because like it was only cheaper if everything went perfect. Right. And the moment that there was anything that had to like, we had to problem solve at the last minute or whatever, like then I ran into problems with them and then it ended up costing me more money. So like, even if I could save money on like on one deal, like I'm, I didn't save me money in the long term because what I needed was the right kind of relationship with somebody who could be the more dynamic and problem solve with me. Right. Like you mentioned, like having a small staff is like a, as a, as a red flag almost, right. Say, Hey, if they have a really small staff, like you really got to wonder like how, what's their ability to going to be able to service, um, to service you as a client, because they're paid probably highly incentivized based on how, what's their production, how many loans are they actually closing? Right. So they're incentivized to have the maximum number of loans come through, not necessarily to have the best customer service in the smaller companies. You can find people that don't have that flex capacity um, because they just don't have the team to handle like the spikes in customer service requests that will come through. Um, they're only like sales focused driven in the front end. At least it's been my experience working with companies. I'm not hundred percent sure if that's necessarily true with, um, with hard money lending companies, but like just in companies in general that I've consulted on as like a business advisor or um, something like that, like we, we've come into that. Um, that I mean, yeah, I'm like sure that it's, yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be an issue for any company, right? Cause there's always gonna be some kind of service component to it where you're dealing with the client's genuine concerns. And it's not like the small companies don't wanna help you. I'm sure they do. It's just that they have so many other files that they deal with that they're not gonna be able to juggle all these different issues at once. Yeah. And, and so what, what type of size company are you typically looking to do business with, uh, or should we be looking to do business with in the hard money lending space um, to be able to alleviate that kind of concern? 
Honestly, though, generally speaking, most of the hard money companies out there are already pretty decent sized. They're going to be in the 50 to 100 to 200 employee size, which is not bad. You know, if it's super, super big, like Wells Fargo, then you're going to be talking to like unknown faces, right? Like they're not going to have any control over the underwriting or processing. So that might be too big. And then on the flip side, if there's a company with just like 10 people, again, they're going to have a hard time managing your personal files, especially if they have so many other clients as well. Um, do, you, but, I mean, do you think yeah. about it in terms of like a ratio of like how many current clients they do, or like, should we be asking people about like how many, how many deals are you guys doing a month or something like that to be able to figure out like what kind of volume they're coming through? Cause I see there's a lot of guys that I know that are, are real estate investors, but they're also hard money lenders. Right. But it's really just like them or maybe like them and like one assistant. And that seems to like work pretty well because they're how much production they're doing is so low. Right. Um, so I was just wondering if there was like some part of the equation there too, um, that you, that you might have some insight on, or maybe not. Right. I mean, that that's pretty detailed, right. Into like inner workings of somebody's business. Yeah. I would say just at the end of the day, make sure that you can trust who you're getting your quotes from. That's, that's the main key, key, key takeaway. Um, it doesn't really matter how big the size is, as long as they can satisfy your needs. Right. So if you're only doing like one or two deals and you know that they have the financial means to back your one or two deals and they'll close on time for you. It's all good. You can work with them for sure. But if you're doing yeah. a lot of volume, right? You want to make sure that they're not going to run out of deals after your fifth deal or run out of money after your fifth deal. So you want to keep being able to go back to them for more and more deals. Wow. So it's also like, it's not just like the size that they are, but it's also like how much money do they have access to to sure. say like, Hey, how much can I get into this relationship? Because like private money lenders, right? One guy might have, you know, a $2 million home equity line of credit. So they, they'll feel comfortable lending, you know, hundred, 200,000 at a time. But if you go up to them saying, hey, I want $2 million for this big project, they're like, no, I'm not going to risk all my capital in your one deal. So that's when you need to find the next appropriate type of person who can lend you those funds. Okay. And, and, and when you're looking at the, the, the way in which like you would start targeting out the um, uh, targeting out the like appropriate hard money lender. So when we talked about like the um, team size that they have, right? Another metric looked like is maybe like the, how many deals are they actually doing at any given time? Um, it looked like we had a third factor here, which was like, what's your access to capital? Like how, how much can I scale with you? And like, is that going to fit inside of my business plan yeah. of it? Um, th those sound like pretty, like pretty I mean, three, like, is it, what's another one? I would say, okay. So I guess here we can go over a little bit at the trade-off, right? The reason why you use a small private money lender in the first place is because they're going to be more flexible in general with their terms right? It's, if it's your friend, he has access to $2 million. He might be able to just lend you all the money, like hundred percent financing, not charge you any interest. And then you pay everything back at the end. Like a friend can do that. Amazing. Me, right? I love, uh, I love that friend. Do you know that yeah, friend? Yeah. Cause exactly. I want his phone number. <laughs> there, there are people who do that. Right. Amazing. On the flip side. Now you have uh, people like ourselves where we uh, are more institutionalized, right? We're still a hard money lender. We base a deal on the deal itself, but uh, we still have our own underwriting criteria. So we're not going to be able to give 100% financing. And so that's your trade-off. Um, but the benefits to us is that our rates are generally going to be lower versus a private money lender. Uh, and we have basically unlimited access to capital. So even there, you kind of decide, okay, do I need something more flexible? Go with the private money lender. Do I want something at the cheapest rate? Go with someone like myself who can give you basically unlimited source of funds. Awesome. Yeah, and like probably um, really like high levels of consistency. 
right? Yeah. Like you could dial in like a business model that you know is going to be consistent with like the lending institution. And so I bet working with you is exceptionally important if people are going to scale. Like what if they want to do like a one-off deal? Okay, great. Maybe it's like your buddy who's like has a trust fund and wants to do something with that, right? But if some people are really looking to scale, they really need the consistency, right? I mean, like otherwise you just, you can't negotiate that many one-offs because it, it gets too time consuming, at least exactly. I, that's been like my experience with it. Has that been your client's experience as well? Um, I mean, by the time they come to us, they're ready to scale. So no issues there. Okay, cool. And then when we talk about ready to scale, like what are you typically seeing when people are, um, the, as the average person looking to pick up like one additional property or two additional properties, like on average, I know probably you have some that are, you know, tons, right? But like, what is like the, the typical um, type of like volume of production that like somebody, like an, each individual um, gives you guys like on a, a yearly or bi-yearly basis? I mean, it's a good question, right? Because you have different types of investors too. So if you're a brand new investor, they have, they all have big dreams, but they're probably only going to be doing one or two projects for the first year. Whereas you have some more experienced investors and maybe they're doing three or four. On the complete other side of scale, we have clients that do one new deal every two weeks. So it really depends on where they are in their investing career. We're just there as like the support system to help them with their business. Okay, cool. So it can really go the whole map then. Sure. Yep. Okay. That's awesome. And when people are looking at rates, I think like a lot of times people are wondering about like, well, you know, there's, there's people are like, well, how much, um, it's kind of like the question of like, how much does it cost? Right. That's what we always get is like, well, how much it costs? And it's like, it depends, you know, on like what exactly you're going to put together. Right. Um, I, I assume that that's pretty common for you guys as well too, where people are like, okay, what is the rate and what are like the closing costs? And to me, that was always like a really bad question because that question is going to change over time. Right. So I think what I really am curious about and always curious about is like, what are the appropriate ranges that we should expect? Like how do hard money lenders like reasonably determine like what their, um, what their rate's going to be and how many points uh, gets like charged to be able to say like, okay, cool. Well, this is in range or this is out of range with what's reasonable from like service providers, because probably like you're going to not have like as good money terms if you have better service terms, or you would think that there might be some type of trade-off there, right? Like you pay, you end up quote unquote paying a little bit more to have people that are going to give you like a higher quality of service, which I think is actually an investment, you know, um, more than, than anything else. It's an investment in the relationship and having a quality relationship versus just who's going to be bargain basement for you. Yeah. I mean, that's a solid question, actually. Um, I would say from what I've seen, the ranges go for it's the short-term version and high sixes, maybe really like 6.875, uh, yeah. all the way up to 12%. That's like the highest that I've seen for hard money loan. So high okay. sixes to 12%. Uh, you're not going to get a high six unless you're a super, super, super experienced investor and, or maybe ask for really low leverage. Okay. Realistically, uh, most of my loans are going to be in the 8% range. Um, most of my new investors who are like brand new flippers, they don't really have a lot of experience in the field, but they have decent credit scores. Um, they're going to be at 8.5%. Uh, that's most of my clients, 8.5% interest only for 12 months. Uh, we also charge origination fees. So again, origination fees are like, they're also known as points. So as an example, if you have a million dollar loan and you're getting charged one point, that's 1% of your million dollars, which is 10,000 bucks. In this market, we're seeing points between zero and 2%. So again, zero points is pretty rare. Uh, even from our most experienced investors, we're probably doing half a point or 0.75 points. Uh, most of my investors, we do one point. And in some rare occasions, some people get two points, right? 
Um, some hardware lending companies, they charge like 10% in two points. Again, that's kind of all in this, this realm of what you should think hardware loans will cost. So ours are pretty affordable at 8.5% and one point. Um, I have oh, seen, other, yeah, I have seen other harmony lenders charge like 3.5 points and, you know, 12%. So they're obviously in the higher realm, but those are usually for lower price loans. So if a loan is below like a hundred thousand ah. dollars, yeah, then you're going to pay a lot in fees, right? Cause the lenders still need to make their money as a percentage, right? Like percentage. the lender is like paying for all of their staff and their overhead typically out of what are the points, right? Yep as it comes into it. So like, it's just about like, can they hit the right dollar amount to say like, oh, cool, that's how much it costs my staff to process this kind of loan plus the profit I need to make off of that, right? right? Like it's even worth our time if we're only getting one point off like a $100,000 loan. Is a $20,000 yeah. loan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so oh, like, cool. So, so we don't even do it, right? I, I, I don't do yeah. loans below like 150 really. Right, because you, you can't. You can't charge enough and like people are like, wow, that's too much in closing costs, right? It's like, yeah, because it's, it's too expensive to work with you to get you the money you need into it. Yeah. So like really what we people should be doing is like evaluating is like, we know that like, okay, cool. If we know like prime is like three, three and a quarter percent, we know that it's our money's going to cost us somewhere between, you know, 5% to like 9% above like prime interest rates. And that we'd say, great, whatever the closing costs are going to be, all right, it's probably like a, it's a, it's a point system. So we know it's a percentage, but really what they're doing is they're using the points as a way to calculate out like what's in a, like a, a fee essentially that they need to money they need to make on the front end of this deal to make it worth their time to even process the loan. Is that fair to say? I mean, basically, yeah. Cool. Right on, man. Um, well, I feel like we just dropped like tons of really specific tactical knowledge onto people about like how to evaluate um, what makes like great hard money lending. And I wanted to, um, I know that you're, that you and you're the organizations uh, that you work with Sean are um, like great um, companies and in good form, which is why I wanted to introduce you to uh, everybody, my full client base and everybody that I have here on my, um, my contact list. Um, as, a, as somebody that, you know, I know, I can trust and that I'm recommending, um, that they go to and, and, and uh, speak with you about that. Um, I wanted to give you an opportunity here, uh, before we wrap up to, um, talk a little bit about like, what is it that you think, um, you know, what are the types of people that have a really awesome experience working with you? Um, and why do they have such an awesome experience, um, uh, doing that in your opinion? Sure. Um, so yeah, generally speaking, the people who are successful in general are people who are well-prepared. So, you know, if you have all your documents lined up, you have bank statements lined up, um, you know, ID articles of incorporation, if you're LLC, those are all great things to have because we're going to need them when we do your loan. Um, same thing, like being able to evaluate your deals properly, right? Like if you say your ARV is really high, like $1 million when in reality ARV is only 750, um, that can cause issues. So just make sure that you're well-prepared and you really know like your numbers with hard money loans. Um, I guess, again, I, generally let me, speaking, let me, let me yeah, hear a quick like, like time out on that real quick too, because the two things that you said are, um, I know that there's like a, a huge segment of people that are listening to this be like, thank God I'm working with Royal legal solutions right now, <laughs> because what we do is that we have is everybody that's a family office member has quarterly meetings with us. Um, and so then we look at, okay, let's look at your files, you know, let's look and do that touch point on making sure that we have everything documented out, like the way it needs to be. Um, and that also whenever we're coming into evaluating new deals that you're doing that 
that we have those options to meet with the staff to be like, cool, let's actually do the scenario planning around what that investment is going to look like. Um, and so I know like there's a bunch of people like, thank God I'm working with Royal Legal Solutions because all I have to do is hit them up. I got hit by my account executive and then boom, I got everything I need before I go talk to Sean and it's already perfect and prepared uh, for that. Uh, so I just yeah. want to like highlight that for everybody to say like, hey, listen, you know, if you're thinking about stuff with Sean, leverage the things that we already do for you that are going to that make that like relationship a lot easier for you by like hitting up your account executive and making sure that you got everything lined up. Anyway, Sean, I'll kick, kick the mic back over to you. I mean, yeah, in general, just having a great team also helps, right? Because let's say they need help finding all these documents. You are the exact person that they need to like send us all this stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, we've done it a bunch of times too, right? So we're actually even able to like interface directly like with with uh, the hard money lender or you, Sean, or, or your staff on it to be like, hey, this is, these are the documents, right? And be like, cool, we could like even just take it off of the client's hands if it becomes like any type of issue. Yep. So it's having the right team on this stuff, guys. That's what I'm saying is like, it's not about cheapest. It's about value, right? And like, how much can you offload onto somebody else that has a consistent process? And that's where you, that's where you make, um, that's where all the gains are really made. Like that's this, the recipe for success is consistent processes and good teams. Um, I know you're about to launch into that, Sean, because I know that's what your company's great at. Yeah, exactly. So I'm mean, just having that resource there for you to answer all of your questions. And everything is amazing. And, I mean, when it comes down to hard money loans too, uh, all those rates, even that I mentioned, those all change very wildly. So it's not like a conventional loan where there's a rate sheet and this is what you get. Um, with hard money loans, it really is based on like your experience, your credit score, uh, and also like how many times you've worked with the same lender, right? Like if you're a value client of ours and we don't want to lose you, we'll negotiate with you to make sure that you get what you want. Even if someone else is pounding at your door asking or offering you something different, there's a good chance that your current hard money lender can go to you and offer you better terms, right? Cause they want to keep you. So I like the space. I like being creative. Um, and yeah, again, happy to help anyone who's looking for help with their hard money loans. Uh, that's awesome, Sean. Um, Sean, do you have uh, any other particular uh, resources, uh, YouTube channels or, or other types of like recorded webinars for people if they wanted to dig into more details? Yeah, I actually have quite a few. Uh, so the first one is YouTube, right? So I've, I've been creating YouTube videos for about two years now. Uh, you can find it on youtube.com slash Sean Pan Invest. So twice a week, I go over different real estate investing concepts and harmony lending stuff. Um, I also have a podcast where once a week, we bring on a featured guest such as yourself. Um, the show is called the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. You can find it on Apple iTunes or Spotify. And I also do host a meetup group as well. We have around 2,500 members or so. And it's all virtual now because of COVID. But if you're interested, you can find that at meetup.com slash everything REI. That's awesome. Um, yeah, team, uh, we uh, are going to be uh, working uh, a lot with Sean. So I'd like everybody to uh, just just look into the stuff that Sean is doing um, a little bit more. Um, see if it's the right kind of uh, relationships that we're really looking for here. I think it is from the stuff that I've seen so far, but Hey, you know what? I, it's not all about me, right? It's about us as a community looking at um, looking at who are they going to people that we're going to have inside of our network. Um, and, um, get back to me and let me know, um, what, what some of your feedback is about some of the work that Sean, uh, is doing there and what things that uh, you like or what things that you see are, are where Sean could be, um, even more competitive uh, with the, uh, the type of work that he's doing there, hard money loans. And let's start that conversation, um, up. We're going to have, um, inside of the show notes here, we're also going to be having, um, uh, the links to be able to access other resources that we talked about today, as well as a way to be able to, uh, connect, uh, with Sean. Um, we're going to have uh, some special giveaways from Royal Legal Solutions 
solutions, especially for uh, you on uh, for uh, accessing it through that link. Um, and the, those resources uh, are going to be really, really valuable for you. So I want you to go to uh, the show notes right now, um, click on that link, download those resources, access those resources. Uh, and then through that, you'll also be able to uh, connect with Sean. So thank you so much uh, for joining in on this episode of The Real Estate Nerds. Of course, I'm Scott Royal Smith, the owner of Royal Legal Solutions. Uh, it's your one-stop shop for everything real estate, asset protection, tax, and estate planning. Thank you, Sean, so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Scott.